0: Hi, today is March 13th, 2022. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in PayPal, AMD, and NVIDIA. Thank you. All right, uh, before we get into today's topic, I want to just go ahead and read off today's or this, not today, but next week's earnings. Um, Just an extra word of caution for next week as uh, next week interest rates will be announced. Uh, I think the market is pricing in that the interest rates will go up, but that's also today's topic, so we'll get a little bit more into that in a little bit. So uh, you're going to see some extra volatility this week uh, playing earnings, so they're extra dangerous, Um, but just getting into it. Uh, nothing really of me- worth mentioning on after close on Monday, besides GitLab just being something that I'll pro- probably just like look at just for fun. Um, nothing much on Tuesday. On Wednesday, you have Pager Duty. Uh, after the bell. Uh, and on Thursday before open, you have Dollar General. After close on Thursday, there is FedEx and GameStop. Uh, and then nothing so much on Friday. I was just curious on what fedex graph looked like um and so it looks like fedex has been in sort of a downtrend uh, ever since it hit all-time highs uh, comparing that with ups it seems ups has also cooled off from all-time highs uh himes, times a bit but also has traded flat and to the right so fedex is in sort of a downtrend ups is forming like a base at the top uh, but we'll see uh, if FedEx does well, I'm sure UPS will have a spike um, but you know if FedEx misses maybe it starts a downtrend for UPS as well uh, Just some things to note is FedEx and UPS are both in the shipping space both in the shipping industry so they will impact each other It's just a matter of um, how FedEx reports this Thursday after the bell All right and I kind of want to just quickly quickly I want to quickly talk about um, GameStop. GameStop right now is trading at its lowest uh, than it ever has been within the last year. It is still quite up from the uh, short squeeze, you know, that Roaring Kitty. Uh, I like the stock. Um, I'm not going to say cost. He just liked the stock he bought. It. Everyone else just kind of joined in. Um, but yeah, the Roaring Kitty squeeze, uh, it's still up tremendously from um, that low, which is what, like, eighteen dollars. I was gonna say fifteen dollars, but yeah, it's like eighteen bucks. Um before hitting the next low, which was forty, and then hitting the next low, which is like around the one fifty area. And like the one fifty area was when like Ryan Cohen, uh the chairman of GameStop, uh he was getting really, really edgy on Twitter. Everyone was buying into it, everyone loved how bullish he was. Um let's take a look at Twitter and look up like Ryan Cohen. Okay. Nice. Um, Has he been tweeting about it? Not really. Unless if the February 22nd tweet was a bash on shorts for GameStop. Um, But yeah, he, he does this sort of thing where he tweets like very edgy tweets of just like emojis sometimes um or like tweeting like pictures of him uh changing what gamestop is going to be right like gamestop is like a dated mortar brick and mortar company but he's trying to change it into more of an e-commerce company and whatnot which is cool Uh, but it's also yeah it's very interesting to see how the stock has been playing out and just now knowing that The stock is not doing so well back when I was kind of paying attention to GameStop. is exciting, I think, to say the least, for when GameStop will report earnings on Thursday after the bell. So I'll probably be watching it just because I think a lot of people in finance will be watching it. It's just very interesting, um, just seeing the price. Will I be playing it? Heck no. There's no way. Uh, I think it's just too much of a coin flip. I don't care if GameStop craters, I don't care if GameStop moons, I think I'll just get enough of my enjoyment from just watching the stock, let alone having my heart race. Because I cannot imagine what you have to be going through to buy options that expire the same week during the FOMC meeting uh, week and also just playing GameStop after the entire squeeze and just seeing this in a downtrend, like you are really playing with fire um you can make a lot of money but just as a reminder as i always say in this section of the podcast earnings are super dangerous and uh if you don't keep it fun you're going to get got yeah if you start relying on earnings to make the the biggest chunk of your uh whatever income that you make from stocks you're going to have a super stressful and bad time Uh, it's very hard to even like say win really big once and then stop right like what's what's telling you to that you can't do it again right it's very rare that you know someone wins huge and then just steps away right that takes a huge amount it takes a huge and immense amount of self-discipline uh to do that sort of thing something of which i think i might have a better amount than i did before like in my earlier years of trading i'm doing like air quotes because that was like a really long time ago when i didn't know as much as i do now um but i just don't even test the waters now because i i really don't know uh how my self-discipline would be uh winning that large amount of money that quickly so i'd rather just kind of go slowly at it slowly at a time a little at a time so I, as I was, like, closing out of the tab where I look at, like, where I get my earnings reports or who's reporting, uh, by the way, shout out to Earnings Whispers um, on Twitter, uh, I saw that after close on Thursday, there's this logo on the bottom. It said Joanne. And I was thinking, like, wait, is that the arts and crafts store that my girlfriend goes to for crochet? And my girlfriend loves going there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I was just, like, I was like dumbfounded i was like they're public like it's Joanne's, and it's not it's not like some uh other like conglomerate that owns them or anything it's literally the store um so i'm looking here uh they actually ipo'd in march of 2021 that's crazy i (laughs) that's amazing that is actually amazing they have a PE ratio of 6. <laughs> that's that's crazy and they pay a 3% dividend. 3.38 baby, don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. Oh my goodness, and they have they have earnings next week. This is <laughs> this is so funny. I <laughs> What if what if I convince my girlfriend to Venmo me money so that I buy her one call option? Oh my goodness. <laughs> that would be insane. It it was up 6% uh, on Friday. That's what it looks like. Oh no, it was up 4.75% on Friday, which I don't know if that's huge No, that is huge. Wait, what the heck? It's gone up 20% in the last five days That's a lot It IPO at 12 It is just now over 13 it was below IPO Five five days ago. What the heck? Wow Okay, wait, hold on. Hold on, we're gonna pause? This is just, this is too much. Like, I, <laughs> I, I'm gonna, like, text her, like, right after they record, finish recording this. This is crazy. Okay, okay. So, I looked at Joanne's a little bit more, and let me try to just summarize from the things that I'm seeing. And I can't believe I have a whole section of, the The, the only reason I am talking about this is because my girlfriend goes here so much. I just think it's funny. And so, I'm just gonna talk about it. So, Joanne's, and I, I don't think I've even said what, it was right. Like Joanne's is just a crafting store, by the way. It's like a Michael's if you have a Michael's near you, but I think it's bigger and it also has better customer service from my experiences between the two. Um, but anyway, uh, Jo-Ann's, uh, opened at 1225 or, you know, the price of the shares were 1225 on the first day of IPO. Uh, and that was March 12th of, uh, 2021. So that's like almost officially like 1 year uh, after COVID or after the you know first uh, like outbreak of COVID um, when the market crashed. So exactly almost exactly like 1 year later they IPO'd. So you can imagine that you know once everyone started working from home uh, and everyone's picking up hobbies to like you know occupy themselves when they're at home, crafting stores probably did really really well. And I see that actually in their earnings uh, and whatnot um uh, seeing that you know net income basically doubled net profit margins doubled operating income almost doubled um your revenue went up 20 percent. it's huge um they spent a little bit of um cash net change in cash went down um like five mil or six mil but i'm sure that was for something covid related because that was crazy um that was a crazy time uh, and then, you know, you get into later quarters of April, 2021, you're still seeing the same, oh, even more, to be honest. Like you're, you're seeing if three times the operating income come in like 300% increase, and then net income going up 163%, uh, 163%. I'm not gonna confu- make you even remotely come close to won't even confusing it with 1.63, but 163%. Revenue going up fifteen percent, so revenue slowing down a little bit. But then you know net profit margins going up one hundred fifty five percent, crazy. And then you get into July twenty twenty one, where revenue starts slowing down, going down thirty percent. Net income almost halving, down ninety six percent. And then you know all all these numbers starting to look. Uh, worse net change in cash going up though uh by nearly double and then the last uh report that i can see um for october 2021 um down 14 percent in revenue down 50 percent in income although net change in cash still going up uh, but yeah, everything's still going down. So the latest context from YC is since the last earnings report, it's traded below IPO price. But for some reason, I mean, the, like the last like five days, it's gone up 30 or 20%. But then if I were to even say like a month ago, since January 21st on the bottom, the stock has is gone up uh f- like 40 percent so either someone knows something that we don't or it's just people really buying the bottom and just looking for companies that you know are are solid um like peony ratio like i mentioned is six but that might even kind of be high i don't know this is a this is a really wholesome store um <laughs> like it's just an arts and arts and crafts store basically so I'm not sure what a fair p ratio is here, but the fact that they pay like a pretty sizable dividend, like 3.38%, that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if this necessarily goes in the Becky index, but I mean, this is like a perfect example of a stock that I would like encourage, um, like especially my girlfriend to buy because she shops here and she enjoys working here. And um, yeah, year over year, um the last report from october the financials don't look so good because a lot of things have been slowing down like net income again halved eps halved uh net profit margin halved and revenue down like 14 percent. but it's back to where it basically was at ipo so i'm i'm definitely going to be i'll add this to my watch list right now actually um and the stock ticker is j-o-a-n nice okay so i will most likely follow up with this next week um and just you know talk about like where the stock actually landed but this would be crazy if there was like some big move and and um yeah <laughs> just i can't wait to tell her about this all right um moving on to like a different topic i guess uh, talking about the website updates there were not any new features added uh, in the like last week and a half, though there are some subtle changes uh, to just how things are ran. So, For example, the tickers or the trending tickers or the trending stocks on the website that you see on the left-hand side of the page, uh, those uh, do not get reset anymore in the sense that they get wiped and then they... Um, Uh, then there's a new set that starts on monday rather they just get d scored or like uh, their scores get lessened so that the weaker ones fall off and the strong trending ones stay um that you know that's just something that i thought was just a little bit more uh helpful for just increasing activity on the website so that you always see at least a few trending tickers rather than having the site be a little bit less interactive uh on the monday open um but yeah just playing around with a few algorithms especially for the timeline that you see on the front page and then uh, messing around with the algorithm for the training tickers those have been really fun uh, i think you know a part of doing something for a long time like especially like coding like the one project is finding the things that you find enjoyable every week because uh, it can get a little bit mundane doing like the same thing every week uh week over week so just finding these like new, interesting problems I've always been kind of interested in, and seeing like you know, hey, you know, if I tweak with this algorithm enough, and if I promote the right things, does it increase website traffic? And I, how do I quantify that? I think that's all really really cool. So I'm starting to get a little bit more into like the UX side of things now, because of the uh, huge shift in like what the website looks like. Still, I'm getting really lots of cool emails saying that people are enjoying the changes. Um, you know, f- surprisingly, like su- very, very surprisingly, there have been a there's been a huge lack of people not liking the new change. So I've changed the website plenty of times, but this has to be the most positive reaction that i received ever like received so thank you all for sending those in if you do have negative uh feedback or feedback or constructive feedback for that matter send it to juni at theta i've i've gotten a few bits of feedback people wanting to be able to filter people wanting to um, um i think that's like the the biggest one previously you were able to filter by trade type now you are not able to filter by trade type what will be coming soon is you'll be able to edit your profile in a way where you get to uh, kind of adjust what you see on your timeline. If you only care about cash secure puts or if you only care about uh, long naked calls, uh, you'll be able to uh, pick those and then you'll start only seeing those or maybe you'll see a majority of those um, as I just tweak and tweak the algorithm a little bit. But again, super fun. I feel just as energized as ever. Um, and uh, yeah. Thank you for everyone that's been writing in okay so the fomc the federal open market committee is uh meeting this tuesday and wednesday the 15th and 16th of march to talk about interest rates and more importantly announcing what the interest rates are being hiked to um hopefully they give us a little bit more forward-looking plan on just like how many times it's going to be raised because that's all we really know right now is that it's going to be raised multiple times we don't know by how much each time, and we also don't know how much the first one will be. But we will know more of that this coming Tuesday and Wednesday. So you'll see a lot more volatility uh, early on in the week, just because a lot of people will be trading the news, um, and you know there are several takes that you can uh, look at the interest rate hike and how it could be bullish and bearish. Sorry, uh, I had to cut there. There was a car uh, driving by pretty loudly, um, but yeah, there is. A, there's a bearish case for the interest rate hike, obviously, where uh, if you increase interest rates, uh, it costs more money to borrow money, and that slows, uh, s- slows, that slows growth. Um, in a lot of companies that do take lots of large, that takes large amounts of money. Um, to operate and to grow hire more people open up more offices and etc so you'll see that there is a fear of slowing growth though there are a lot of people that blow it kind of out of proportion and saying like oh this is the end of growth for the market and whatnot the goal of the Fed is to not uh, stop growth; it is to slow growth, which is what well, I think a lot of people get wrong about um, talking about markets and such. Like the FOMC does not want the economy to die or the economy to stop; it just wants to slow down the growth so that you know things like inflation don't get out of hand. And so, to combat inflation, uh, the FOMC meets uh, to discuss and announce interest rates. Um, I went in a, a level deeper than I usually would on a podcast episode. And I went to, um, Google and I typed in like interest rate hikes and graphs and whatnot. And I tried to find like some interesting data points that I could just talk about. And I learned like a few things, uh, like quite a few things actually. So I'm like pretty happy that I decided to record this today. um, I remember back when I was a kid, uh, my savings account gave me back uh, like a good amount of interest. I remember like talking to my mom about it and like uh, when she set me up with one, um, it gave me like maybe 5% back or something crazy. And I'm starting to, I see that in the graph here. So like before 2000, interest rates uh, were almost like at 6%, which is a lot higher than it is right now at this moment, which is 0.25%. But there's a story that basically got us got us here, which I think is super cool. So at in 2000, or like from 1990, uh, or 1995 to 2001, I had to look this up because this is actually the second time I'm recording this. The first time I recorded it, I think it was too long, so I'm just giving you guys and girls the condensed version here. Uh, in 1995 to 2001, um, there was the dot-com bubble. Uh, the dot-com bubble... Uh, Kept on going up and up and up, and interest rates like peaked at like six point something percent. Um, but then, as we all know, the dot com bubble burst, and then we ended up somewhere down at like one percent in two thousand four. It took um, from the year like two uh, two thousand and one to two thousand and four to bottom at for the interest rates. So the interest rates in two thousand and four were one percent, and then you know when interest rates are low companies and people borrow money for cheap right like you pay less interest for money that you borrow you're able to grow more you're able to invest more and so people were putting risk back on after the dot-com bubble burst and so when people are putting risk on there was something unregulated or unchecked in this housing market that causes houses prices to rise stocks to go up and then you have the infamous like big short that happened that michael burry did but the housing market eventually crashed in 2008 Um, But right before then, um, the interest rates were back up to like around the five point something area. Um, And then the housing market finally crashed where at the very bottom of the crash, like in 2009, uh, interest rates bottomed at 0.25%. Now that can seem really, really uh, uh, familiar because we're at 0.25% right now. And so, from like two thousand and nine to like two thousand and sixteen, we've had 0.25 for a really long time, and then from two thousand sixteen to uh, like twenty nineteen, interest rates slowly went up, and we reached like a peak of like two point like one or point two point something percent low two two percentage area, and then COVID happened. COVID happened, and then we started. Uh, you know the stock market crash, obviously because everyone's like panicking for their lives and everyone everybody's really scared the government stepped in and we said they said uh we're going to go all the way back down to 0.25 percent and here we are again so i that's something that i've learned is well i learned what the time period was for the dot-com bubble that was a huge <laughs> that was a huge actualization for me for when the first time i recorded this but we've been at 0.25% before. At the very bottom of the 08 housing crisis, we went down to 0.25. We stayed there for a while for like eight years or so. And then we started increasing rates. And then COVID happened. We went up to 2%. But then after COVID crash happened, we went down back to 0.25. So, you know, this puts a lot more context uh, in my head for me for when I'm looking at at you know how the Fed is going to start targeting interest rates now because I feel like I have much more of a background um, knowledge of just like where we've been at before, and you know just recording this it just reminded me of like a lot of my my childhood because I I got really familiar with saving money when I was little because my mom opened that savings account for me which I still have but I have like no money in there because I have all of it being invested right now, but it did remind me of the time when, yeah, I got back like 5% or something in my savings account before and I didn't bat an eye, but now it's like, it's almost a sin to put your money in a savings account when you're getting so little interest. Um, But yeah, it's, it's cool. We're just back to where we, we've been back. I mean, this is old news since the bottom of COVID, we adjusted interest rates to be 0.25%. And you know, I didn't have even that context in mind at the time. We are back um, to where we were in 08. And right now I think the economy is super hot. I think everyone is doing a lot better. I think people are just choosing not to work instead of like unable to find jobs, which is a a totally different topic. Um, But you know, it's, it's nice. I, this puts so much more context. I want The interest rates to go up. I think I've said that before already. I know I'm pretty vocal about that in uh, the Discord at least. Um, I would not mind a um, 0.50% increase in interest rates. That does not bother me in the slightest. A lot of people in the market and a lot of articles I'm looking at think that the consensus is around 0.25% and the market is pricing that in. And I am not entirely sure that even if it was a double that it was a 050 percent increase, that I don't think the market would react that badly. Um, there is like obviously, obviously, obviously a bearish case for slowing growth if you raise interest rates too fast or too high. But with inflation happening, um, it's so fast and it's like the media is talking about it so much. I think the market would find relief if, especially if we found um uh, or we heard a a plan like a far out plan with actual numbers i think that would help address a lot of the volatility that we're facing right now because of the uncertainty the volatility of course is also from the war that's happening between ukraine and russia right now um but really uh with the interest rate uh, announcements being discussed next week this inflation will be definitely on the menu for topics to discuss as well um and so I'm just really excited to see where we end up with the interest rate decision. If, you know, the market does go up because of the interest rate hike being higher than projected, uh, that can be taken as a sign as, you know, the Fed is stepping in interest or not interest, but inflation should start going down. That'd be a good sign. If the interest rate goes up um, and the market goes down, yeah, maybe the market prices in like, oh, like why? why are you raising rates when there's a war happening and uh you know you're raising it too high even though inflation is going up at a record pace um i don't know the thing that you want to be careful of is taking on too much risk or new risk uh prior to the meeting um so just be extra careful with trades this week don't lock yourselves in with too much obligation um for like selling cash secure puts or something um you know of course if the market does rally you can argue that like oh you know you know i should get in before the huge bump up if that's what your thesis is if you think that the market will go up because of whatever is announced if you're just if you're just really gung ho about the market going up then you know that's the start of the uptrend that could potentially be happening there are a bunch of stocks sitting at crucial supports right now where you're not getting that much bigger of a discount or that much better of a deal by getting in right now uh prior to just waiting for the announcement because the risk reward is if we you know bounce really well with interest rate uh news um then you know that's the uptrend you have the rest of the week to decide how much more you want to put in and how often how you want dollar cost average in but if you put all your money in or like a large chunk sum and then we end up gapping down there's no real floor or support for a while like the next gap down is going to be um, a sizable one it'll be a really spooky one i don't know if the next gap down is like a head fake and we end up going to all-time highs whatever but uh, it's going to make you feel some type of way if you get caught up in that. So after listening to this, um, you know, th- it just does seem like an interest rate hike. It seems like a really good idea, in my opinion. And uh, on in my own opinion, I'd rather just have it be 0.50% off the bat and then monitor th- monitor that and go by 025 as necessary as what i've been seeing in this graph here which i will link down in the show notes in case if you guys and girls want to look at this graph too and so i went a level deeper um and started looking at stock performance after like interest rate hikes and whatnot after seeing that really cool uh graph that i saw of interest rates before and from what i can tell is that interest rate hikes, although they slow down growth, and sometimes they could be deemed as bearish. Um, I think you know some of that was seen in two thousand eighteen in like October, um, when interest rate hike got announced, and then all the stocks went on like a super big fire sale, and stocks went down. But from this infographic that I found on Forbes, um, provided by Kristen McKenna, um, with the article uh, titled "How do stocks perform when interest rates rise." Uh, this infographic says that um, average U.S. stock and bond performance 12 months after the first federal hike uh, is 7.3%. And that means uh, stocks grow on average 7.3% from that time. And so this is pretty uh, telling in the sense of like, you know, there there is like going to be an end to, you know, the market being so down as of late like a lot of stocks have been getting hit super hard um and maybe this is just w- the first step into getting stocks back on track is removing a lot of the uncertainty of the uh, the rate hike finally being announced and then you know uh inflation worries being settled down a little bit so i can see a reality where the market you know does go up if, when the rate hike happens um but there's also the external factors of what's going on of course with the ukraine and russian war and then uh you know maybe the market doesn't take it that well maybe the market doesn't see it like how i see it and um yeah the market goes down because it thinks the world is ending because we're slowing growth but know, yeah, so much so much opinion in this in this uh in this uh industry and it's it's scary right like it's it's like up to just a few people's discretion to figure out uh, what the best f- uh, course of action is for something like this large that affects so many people. But something that helps me sleep at night is like these are the best people. Like These are the best of the best and th- this is the reason why they're hired, the, the reason why they're on the team and we're not. So I'm just going to have to trust that they know what they're doing cuz we've gone through a few really scary times before times I've even traded, okay? AKA the dot com bubble, AKA the housing crisis, and we've always been okay. Uh and the covid crash too. Like we were okay. Um you know, in retrospect, yeah, maybe interest rates shouldn't have gone down that low, but they reacted swiftly and promptly and um, the market benefited a lot from that moment Uh, and we've gone up a lot since then Uh, I think it's about time we cool that off a little bit all right and so I think that's about it I just kind of want to talk about interest rates of what they were in the past and kind of give a little bit of synopsis on like what they are like when i talk about you know it's for growth and and when interest rates are low people are incentivized to borrow money companies are incentivized to borrow money etc and wanted to give like a little bit like of my you know usual optimism of you know maybe the stocks will be fine because you know we're doing something about inflation and people just are uncertain and they want to feel certain so just announcing it just might be good in general i want to just give off some of that vibe before you know people make really crazy decisions like like some like earnings level decisions when they start trading uh, this type of news uh, to a lot of people, especially like on Wall Street Bets that are like a little bit more um, risk on, yeah, they treat this like an earnings call and they'll buy puts if they think the market will go down or buy calls if they they think the market will go up. But um, I would say that this is definitely one of the bigger announcements that you should just kind of sit back on and let it affect the portfolio that you have right now um because yeah i get that interest rates can be for fun or not sorry not interest rates particularly but um big events can be done for fun like earnings or interest rates um but this one affects a lot more than just a company right like this isn't just an earnings call this is this going to affect like how much your cash is worth how much assets will be how much uh it'll be to borrow money there, there's a lot more on the table with these announcements, and they affect a lot more of your life than just an earnings call. So there are, there's a huge chance that you're going to be already affected by this decision, whether it's um, maybe you don't have a fixed rate on some of your loans. Maybe um, you, uh, I, I don't know, you, you're wanting to borrow money or you're going to buy a house soon, and that's going to affect the amount of interest rates or maybe you have a portfolio already, like a really large stock portfolio, they have a lot of money in, uh, that is already a play in its own. Like there's no reason to need to like say for example, you have a lot of stocks already and you want to maximize your gains so you go buy calls before the FOMC meeting, that doesn't really make sense because if the market in general went up your portfolio would also go up. So don't think that you have to play uh, events like these if you already have a large substantial position in stocks or bonds or any of that stuff. For example, I think maybe hedging or like buying some safety puts or you know uh, selling or adjusting or buying more of a, a particular stock is a good thing. But I wouldn't necessarily go out there and buy like long naked puts and long naked calls just f- for the sake of playing it because. I already have a lot of stocks. If the FOMC meeting is positive and the stock market goes up, I will already gain from that. I do not need to gain more, especially in an environment that's really volatile like this. A lot of people right now are blowing up left and right. They're just not talking about it, okay? Like these uh, huge rips upward and huge rips downward. If you think that there's everyone's just sitting on their hands not doing anything, you're wrong there are so many people that play these movements that get destroyed right and some like lose life-changing amounts of money some i'll be super fair here some make life-changing amounts of money but those are dime a dozen if most people made money like that you would see so many of those posts on wall street bets but you don't for a very specific reason right so be very very careful Um, I'm excited for FOMC meeting. I would like a 0.50 raise. Um, I think we'll be fine regardless uh, if we get only 0.25. I'm looking for, in particular, like the next immediate steps. I would rather have uh, Jerome Powell not say that we're just going to monitor it closely and go from there. I'd rather have him say like, okay, we're going to raise it by like 0.50 or 0.25 today. And then go raise it by 0.25 uh, in the next like three quarters uh, and then we'll adjust accordingly if we're needed like i'd rather have him not just say the first one and then say adjust if needed i rather have him just give us like a temporary plan that he can change i feel like that would solve a lot of the uncertainty that we have um and that'll let the market churn for whatever you know valuations that um analysts want to come up with with like just how worth it is this company if you know this trading at this multiple and where the interest rate hikes will you know go up like three more times this year by this much right they don't have that type of information unless if um it's announced or that's discussed at the meeting so that would be ideal i would rather have a forward-facing plan rather than just a initial plan and then uh quote like monitor as we go type of type of deal so uh just want to end with this i particularly don't say what i think will what will happen in the market because i don't like the type of vibe that gives off um for the podcast but just want to give my quick two cents just on the shorter uh timeline just because um i don't know i see a lot of people acting right now um on their trades well i guess acting is the wrong word like they're putting action in their trades right now um they're trading a lot i know i've been trading a lot and uh you know it's something to consider right now risk is not in your favor to be on right there's a lot of headlines that can really sway the portfolio in either direction you know Mm -hmm every time is a good time to dollar cost average if you have extra money laying around yes why not invest it whatever who knows if this is the bottom who knows if this is top dollar cost averaging fixes all that i get it but what i'm saying is for the people that have like a large lump of sum of money that are really eager to just put it in right now is not the time to just put it in you need to definitely make sure That you understand what's happening and what type of news can affect you in some way somehow so unless you were dollar cost averaging i would say risk is not on um the ukraine and russia conflict is a big one Um, i mean it can also be the biggest bullish thing too if if putin says that hey we've agreed on a ceasefire i mean that's a great first step into fixing all this stuff um but you know part of me feels like there's nothing that will stop putin from taking over ukraine unless if ukraine really does fight back and win right the the, the way that i look at it is if putin backs down he the, he won't look like a strong dictator right like you're not gonna look strong uh how are you gonna start a war and like not finish it like everyone knows how much is behind this takeover of Ukraine. Everyone knows that. Why would you just willingly back down for no reason? So, it's it's slow, and I get that it's painfully slow. But the market will, I think, will continue going down until uh, this conflict with Ukraine and Russia is over. There are a few instances where. The market can rally. Like, what if there is that rare, ch- rare chance that the war gets called off because of some, some, some way that they can agree, Ukraine and Russia. I don't know how that would happen after what they've already done, um, but maybe, maybe a huge rally happens because of a ceasefire. Maybe a huge rally happens because all the uncertainty gets um, ejected from the market because there's an interest rate plan that's announced and whatnot. There's a lot on the table that could flip the market around, but that requires really specific news which i think is not all that probable especially the ceasefire stuff with russia and ukraine um so i think risk should stay off for now um will i say when risk should be on probably not but i'm just saying right now probably not the ideal time to go all in uh, I think a few podcast episodes ago I mentioned that my friend wanted to put in like 18k uh, and then we came up with a plan instead of slamming the 18k like a few weeks ago that he should uh, dollar cost average in three thousand dollars at a time for the next like five weeks that sort or the next six weeks that nor that sort of advice pays off dividends pays off huge now right like we've gone down from uh, we've was since we've had that talk and I'm sure he's feeling a lot better after not slamming the 18k all at once Um But that's my point right like there's a lot of people that would just argue with me right now saying like oh you know if you have the money you should just invest you never know if this is the bottom you can't time the market it's better to be time in market than timing the market blah 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 but what those people don't understand is like i'm agreeing with them like yeah i think dollar cost averaging is great like if you could dollar cost average right now if you have extra money right now i think you're very privileged and you should be very grateful that you have that extra money that you can just Uh, put in and not care about yes dollar cost averaging there is fine but a lot of people don't have a lot of other people don't have that self-discipline that financial independence be able to make these smart decisions like you and dollar cost average a lot of people are more uh, risk on and they just want to slam their money as soon as possible and then just like uh, get over with and make as many gains as possible so this is what the podcast is about and that's what what twitter is about too right like there's there's a many times where i get on people's gears about saying with most of the time with not saying something right if you just read my tweet and just take it for what it is and you don't look at everything that i did not say then they make a lot of sense but if you start saying like, oh well, if you compare it to this, or you know, you didn't say this, and I can't believe you did not talk about this. Well, is that my fault? When like the character limit on Twitter is limited, right? Like that the platform is meant to make short statements. Like it's not to prove someone right or wrong. Like that is not the platform to do it. Like it's just not. It's just not there. Like the tools for you to help, like see or help the other person see the values in your argument and for you to agree with their opinion like the tools are just not there people on like social media fight to be right they don't fight to be correct they don't fight for their top or for what they really like believe in they just want to be correct and it's very it's a very odd phenomenon which I'm sure there's a lot of studies about and stuff and yeah it's it's interesting. It's fun though. It it is absolutely fun. Like when I, when you can tell that you when you've like made someone think. That that's how I say. It. I don't I don't think of it as like, "Oh, I'm making someone angry." It's like I'm making them think. And if if, if I can make them think while I have fun, then that, that that's that's like that's my favorite pastime actually. That goes all This goes all the way back to 2019. Yeah, I mean, I've I've done this for I've done this for a while now. Um, you know, people people come and go. People say, "Oh, Judy, you know, because of this tweet, I lost all this respect for you." And, uh, Judy, uh, you shouldn't be saying these things because uh, you know for X, Y, and Z. Because I believe in this, and it's it's like, oh man, dude, like I am not trying to make you think any any way, right? Like you can follow me or you can not follow me. Um, you can view my tweet or you can not view my tweet or. You can comment on my stuff, or you can choose to not comment on my stuff. I'm not forcing anything uh, on you, uh, but you know, there comes random people where people you know want to, for some reason, make you think like them, right? Like this podcast is optional. My Twitter is optional. The website is optional. Everything that you do in life is optional. And <laughs> without getting in too much of a tangent, I'll end it here. Be careful and be like wise with how you spend your time even if it's to berate someone else right like if you need to go and spend like hours of your day like putting someone down or making someone feel bad like that's on your time so you know on the other end if you notice that someone else is doing that to you that's your time that you're spending on someone that's just trying to suck your energy out right like you they don't deserve your time some people might say oh Junie but they're just trying to leave negative feedback you know you should you should listen to the negative feedback cuz you know there's sometimes there's truth in it and uh, you know if you only listen to yourself it kind of it's kind of like you're plugging your ears and saying la, la 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 I think that's true i asked for i just i here's a perfect point i asked for negative feedback on my website just earlier in this in this podcast episode right uh, I ask for feedback sometimes on Twitter. That's, that's, there's nothing weird there. I'm in total agreement. But it's like how people communicate and deliver what they're trying to say has a huge deal in how uh, you should respond. You only have so much time in your day and you only have so much energy to use. Use it wisely. Use it how you want to use it. and Everything gets a lot better. Um that wraps up today's podcast episode. Um Yeah, I mean I, I'll just cut it there. I'm gonna go into the outro, maybe talk a little bit at the end. But then uh yeah, if you have to get going to work, peace out. I'll see you guys uh guys and girls uh on the Tuesday live stream or next week on the podcast episode. Bye bye. Okie dokie, I wanna give a quick shout out to Pocket Change, Avrillian, Mike D, Slow Motion, JZN, Sumetrix, Sumetrics, uh, Past Your Bedtime, Empty Cans, Moss and Oracle, Royal Mitch Berry Seven, Upstream Puddle, Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, BJ Kings, disagree random. Mr Integrity, Drevery Deleted, Joffrey eighty six, I am build, we DJ Mac eighty six, Nav, no, VladTC, T C, Mom N T 56, M Hayden little, little Mr. Sneezy, Men of Dundum Grand Pine 95, Leo Jetson, Fancy Wolf, Master XC, McFly, Seneca, Mem, Chicken Dinner, Ivan Arf Arfman, Lord Scarator, Lazy Reservist, the Jester, Crispy Cream Boy, Uh, Kaput, Rustier, Shifty, AG, Theatre Ray, U X V. Elfinko, 4RT, Can't Make Money, R R L, and N 88. Um oh yeah, and I guess I go into the next bit here. Follow me on Twitch at RealThetaGang. you can follow me on Twitter at RealThetaGang. you can email me at Juni at thetagang.com. ThetaGang is proudly partnered with TastyWorks and sending up with a the Theta Gang referral code it is a huge, huge help. That's ThetaGang, one word all caps. Um and yeah, that's about it. Uh going into because do I really want to talk about this. Uh I've been really into health as of late. Uh, I've been eating 1,700 calories a day, trying to lose weight, losing weight from 170, like 2. And right now I'm at like 161. And it's been like four, four weeks now, I think. Three weeks, three and a half weeks, something like that. Um, uh, like a lot of the initial weight that's been, that's been coming off, I'm sure is from my bad eating habits before. Uh, I don't eat like 2,000 calories like right before I sleep anymore. So I <laughs> think that has to do a little bit with it. Um, but eating, I'm eating probably like a third of the calories that I used to, and then I'm going to um, jujitsu slash wrestling one more day uh, of the week than I used to. So I'm upping my activity. I lowered my caloric intake by uh, a lot, and so I've been shedding off this weight. But I'm also finding out that I'm kind of uh, slowing down on the rate that I'm um, losing weight. <laughs> it's just weird to say because it rhymes um so i'm not gonna change anything i understand that you know my body's gonna get used to it i think a lot of the weight that come off again is from the initial really bad eating habits i had so stopping that was a huge part of it um it's been really cool just finding uh different recipes of what i like i've been eating like salad with like greek yogurt like greek yogurt as the dressing and then i put um this no calorie like buffalo seasoning kind of like powder that you'd put on like raw meat and chicken as you marinate it and so that's like a health hack um as for your salads make it just like less uh have it less calories some of you are like oh poor thing like you eat some real food guy um and i did i did a lot of that um you know when i was uh, definitely binging on food after like late night coding sessions and whatnot um i would have mcdonald's i have i'd have like everything that i wanted like food. and so i understand like during that time i was really like spoiled in how i ate uh, so i don't mind going to the other extreme for like this initial part of the diet because you know i understand how lucky i was <laughs> to eat all those things But, you know, as I get more comfortable with just understanding uh, how many calories are uh, in all these different types of foods, I'll get more comfortable with eating different things than, um, like, chicken breast, chicken thigh, and salad. Um, Because still, till right now, I don't really mind eating salads. Um, I've been eating, like, also, like, oatmeal uh, with, like, honey and um, blueberries. That's, That's one of my favorite meals, too um and then i'll drink like a protein shake with like protein powder milk a banana put oats in there too and some peanut butter that's that's been like my main go-to like lunch for weekdays it's like super fast and you blend it in a shake and it's like super good um but yeah i mean before i had like pretty big love handles um because that's just like how my body uh, has has been since like post college I I get love handles like pretty easy but like now that I look in the mirror like it's they're almost well I wouldn't say that they're almost gone they're still there but it's like a lot less apparent and then something else that I've been like really looking into as I'm looking at like just YouTube and fitness fitness youtube has grown so so much from when when back when I was like really into fitness in college like it's grown like the production value of a lot of things have grown so much like people put like their the amount of calories and macros like the recipes are in the video as they're cooking in them and they're really interactive some of them are really funny like uh will tennyson is like one of my favorite probably my favorite youtube channel right now he's just super funny and uh, i think he's like he got the right approach to approaching fitness he's like some weightlifting dude but he's really like really humble like just really down to earth i just love the way he like presents his like information and uh yeah, it gets me hyped. Like I see the actual results, like in the mirror. I'm feeling. I've always felt good about myself, but like just feeling a little extra good, just like looking in the mirror sometimes. And then uh, my face is slimming down. Um, uh, what like what else? Oh, like and also I'm getting so much better at jujitsu right now. I think I mentioned that like last last week too. And I think a lot of that is the placebo effect that I have of just like how proud I am of like my fitness as of late because I got my blood work done uh, earlier like uh, like a month ago and, and like things were fine there but the fact that I got it done like I went out of my way and I went to go see my uh, general practitioner where I got physical and then I got the blood work ordered and then I uh, made the appointment for the blood work and then I went to go get the blood drawn and then I waited and I got the result like I'm I am so <laughs> into just making sure that my body and my health is good and all of this kind of ties back into finance some of you some of you that really enjoy this section are probably just like ah oh, no dude i'm done with that section i just want i just want to hear about like all the other extra stuff but here here's a here's a cool thing that i i just that i reflect on is like i'm thankful that you know from you know me getting closer to my mom and getting more in tune with just like the healthcare system and just seeing like how important health is um that it's given me this like distraction of the market and what's currently happening right now because i have done a, a few really really lucky plays um since this year uh, because you know from this year the market's been doing pretty bad but i've done some really really crazy plays that were that i've done because you know i've said like oh you know i'm just gonna focus on my health i'm gonna you know do this part of my life while i just watch the stock market go down and i won't act too much um on the way down and it's just a cool distraction you know i mention all the time about like how you, you should learn to skateboard, uh, learn to grow orchids, raise shrimp, and do, do all these other things that distract you from the market. But I found this new distraction, right? Like, I found that I'm just really into making sure my health is right. And I totally forgot this, but I also got, like, way closer to my dad. You know, my, my parents divorced when I was young. I've always had a great relationship with my dad. I don't talk to him or see him that all that often. But our relationship is still cool. Like, I still love him a lot, and I see him more now because – I wanted to get my teeth done, like I, teeth cleaned. And I had my wisdom teeth done and he's a dentist. So, he, you know, I, I I went to him for like, you know, a straight like two months and we got a lot closer than two. So on top of like getting closer to family, being more closer to my health um, and, you know, just all these cool things that have happened uh, like outside of, you know, my uh, stock portfolio. It's just been awesome uh, feeling grateful for. Where, where, where i am now and holy moly last point because i know like i'm i'm just going on a ramble here just positivity my bad <laughs> um daylight savings is tomorrow right we lose an hour of sleep but that means the winter's curse is over like right, right now the car is going to rev its engine super loud whatever no i don't need a re- i don't need to restart anyway Uh, i thought i was gonna drive closer uh closer to the window but um the winter's curse is over i know i've mentioned at least in one episode or podcast episode last year when daylight savings wait is daylight savings starting or ending let me just verify real quick because i think i probably would want to know just for everyday conversation uh oh daylight say daylight saving time starts today is that today wait did it already happen i don't know if it already happened but anyway the winter's curse is over it's, it's not it's not tomorrow it's today sunday it probably already happened that's crazy so we're, we're gonna have daylight for longer right so last year i talked about you know when daylight savings ended and our days become shorter i usually get more sad and I looked it up. It's a it's an actual phenomenon. People tend to get more sad when the day day ends. There's like entire studies of that. But anecdotally, uh, anecdotally yeah, anecdotally <laughs> me in my experiences, um, I get I get more sad. I don't know why. I'm, maybe I'm just bummed that the day just ends sooner. But wow getting you know finishing work and the daylight still being out (laughs) or um you know going to you know jujitsu and the sunlight being still out when i get out that's going to feel really good and i'm super stoked i feel like you know man it's just so good i i'm like almost at a loss because i just feel like i've said everything so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna end it there um thank you all for you know listening i understand that a lot of a lot of you are really in the red as well for stocks maybe some uh some of you acted a little too early some of you um you know just did irrational things just know that the stock market isn't your life um you can turn things around or if you are in a position you know uh that you've already realized your losses uh understand that you know i've blown up a few times before too like before i started this thing um a lot of what helps me uh at the end of the day is logging my trades that everyone on the website can see basically um and you know once i start uploading a trade that seems very risky uh i just don't do it because i'm like you know what are people gonna think <laughs> if, if i lose on this thing oh Junie, this isn't you why would you do this torres sort of risky play and it saves it saves me a bunch. Uh, if you want a like a more positive community to just hang around with and see view really cool trades, I really urge you all to just like go to theadygang.com. I work really hard on it, and I try to maintain a really positive environment there. Um, and uh, yep, that's it. Cool. I will see everybody next Tuesday at seven thirty p.m. Pacific time on Twitch.tv slash Real Theady Gang, or uh, the next podcast episode. Bye.